Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Tucker Begg will join me here on our YouTube page coming up a little bit as we react to a lot of stuff going on with the Phillies right now. A lot of early off-season hot stove rumors with the Phillies. And it all kind of leads to one thing. And that's, I think, the biggest question they have in front of them this offseason is do they keep the band together? Or do they try to shake this core up to try to take it from where it is, which is obviously a good team, 90 wins and you know NLCS back-to-back years of World Series last year, and try to get over the hump to becoming World Series champs. So let's go through some of them. And there have been some big ones over the last, you know, 48 hours or so, starting with Howard Eskin on the Midday Show with myself and Hugh a couple days ago into Dave Dabrowski yesterday. So let's start with Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola, the word out there, seven years, over $200 million. Howard Eskin saying, Phillies aren't going to do that. And now you start hearing the other names out there, whether it be Blake Snell, who comes with his own wrist, but is obviously a high-end pitcher who might win the NL Cy Young here. And then the name yesterday, Sonny Gray. And that felt like a real viable kind of plan B to Aaron Nola. You look at the numbers the last five years, other than innings, which is where Nola, that's his main value. The numbers are pretty darn close. And you can make a good case Sonny Gray's been a more effective pitcher the last five years. I like Sonny Gray. And I think I don't think it's a drop-off from Aaron Nola. Now, can he handle a big market? Or, you know, I don't know. I mean, New York was a disaster for him. Was that the Yankees? Was it that pitching coach? Was it that city? Was it just the bright lights and and attention? Maybe he doesn't like that. I don't I don't know. That's something that is certainly something to think about. But if we're just talking about what makes the Phillies a better team, spending three, you know, three years, 75 million, let's say the old Jake Arietta deal on Sonny Gray, or seven years, 210 million on Aaron Nola, I would pick Sonny Gray. He's a little older, but not super, you know, a lot, a lot older. And I don't think you're really losing anything on the innings that Sonny Gray is out there. Now he'll pitch less. He'll pitch more like five and a third rather than six and a third, or he'll pitch five rather than six and a third. So that's, that's a difference of value there. But I, I think there's something to, they don't have to re-sign Aaron Noll. They don't have to keep that part of the team together. Now let's go to the offense. And then we'll kind of make a big picture conversation about what they should do here with this group who's very close-knit. The fans love them. They've been close, all that. So we get the news yesterday from Dabrowski that Bryce Harper is now a first baseman, full-time. My first thought, independent of the team, is this is the best thing for Bryce Harper. It's the best thing for the Phillies. I think it will help keep his body healthy as time goes on, allow him to play as much as possible. The throws from the outfield, not necessary anymore. All the running around in the outfield, not necessary anymore. He's the kind of guy who's had very little of his career has been you know, low impact. I'm not saying first base is you could put anyone there. There's, there's some athleticism and certainly there's more movement play to play because you're involved in a lot of plays, but there's not crashing into a wall. I mean, there's none of that not nonsense, except I guess his first starting Cleveland when he fell over the, the railing. But for the most part, you're not going to have those kind of collisions at first base. I mean, Bryce Harper was drafted as a catcher. So he played as a kid. He went to the outfield. He played the outfield. So that's early in his career in a physical way. I think this will keep him healthier, especially with his back as time goes on. So I think it's good for Bryce Harper, which ultimately He's going to be here a long time. It's good for the Phillies. As far as the team goes, though, it does open up and and create a a new way for them to build this team. And it really does close the door on Reese Hoskins, which I I thought was pretty notable. Dombrowski did that publicly because usually 
you know, the player association doesn't want GMs to do that because it just kind of closes a door to where the agent wants to keep that door open. Like, let's say Reese Hoskins is negotiating with the Mariners or whatever, the Giants. You know, his agent wants to be able to say, or I guess Boris wants to be able to say, yeah, I mean, the Phillies are still interested. Like, they're, you know, we, we got to top their offer. Well, Dabrowski's saying that Bryce Harper's playing first base and Kyle Schrober's their everyday DH. He's basically telling the league, we're not involved with Reese Hoskins. So we say goodbye to Reese Hoskins, which I think will be difficult for some fans. I, I had my ups and downs as a fan with Reese because I just got so frustrated that he couldn't fix the issues he had. I did miss him more than I anticipated the year he didn't play last year. I appreciate his plate discipline. I appreciate the way he grinds at bats. His streakiness always drove me crazy. His defense drove me crazy. But he was a good Philly. And, and when he came up in 2017, it really did revive interest in the team for the first time in a long time. Nola, who's been a better player, I would say, just a more valuable Philly, never drove that kind of interest in the team from the minute he arrived. Never. No, It was just like, yeah, he's good. No, Hoskins' power did. That, that August of... Uh, you know, I did, I did a free Reese Hoskins thing on the on my shows back then, and getting him up, the tracking all those home runs, it was fun. He was a, he's a, it was a good feeling, and he helped the team obviously last year in the postseason get to the World Series. But this closes the door there. Now, the other one today that and I woke up to it this morning that really caused a little buzz here is Mark Feinstein, who's a really good reporter, MLB.com. He doesn't get the cachet, uh, you know, of a, let's say a John Heyman, Bob Nightingale, those kind of insiders that break news. But I'll say, uh, Jeff Passan, I'll say this on Feinstein. A few years ago, I think it was around the pandemic, he, he did a podcast series for the MLB.com where he had on his podcast every single at that, that time current general manager. So what, what that tells me is this guy's as plugged in as anybody. I mean, he's got – he could text any GM or whatever they, those guys are now, maybe their assistants, wherever they are in baseball. But he's got very good connections in the sport. If you, if you do a thing with every GM in the sport, you know people. And for him to put out there today, the Phillies are open to the idea of trading Nick Castellanos, subtracting from what they had, his streakiness, his lack of plate discipline, looking to change up this team. It really opens up a variety of things because if the Phillies are moving on from Reese and they're moving Bryce to first base and they are entertaining the idea of trading Nick Castellanos, they clearly, and not even just like a little bit, they now desperately need another bat, another outfield bat, We'll figure out as we go on through this offseason what level. You know, they could just try to approximate, but maybe a little bit better Castellanos. I think they could pull that off without, you know, pulling a crazy amount of strings. He's a good offensive player, but it's not like overwhelming. Or they could go for a way bigger fish. I mean, the names out there that look, Juan Soto's seems imminently available. And you know I'm up for a Juan Soto trade any minute I can I could join that conversation. And there's also Mike Trout. I mean, the rumors came out in September that they were going to talk to him this offseason about his future. That Angels team is a disaster. They got passed by the Mariners. They've gotten the Astros, you know, have lapped them for a decade, and they got passed by the Rangers. I mean, they're the fourth best team in their division, and the fifth best team, Oakland, isn't even trying. So this might be the time for a trout trade, but really it comes down to this, and this is the question I think we're starting to get the answer to. Do the Phillies want to keep the band together? And, and what I mean by that is the core of the group that has gone to the NLCS in back-to-back years. Or are they willing and should they be willing to shake it up? I, I am I'm refreshed and excited that they're willing to do this and that they are likely trending towards shaking it up. The Phillies reside on vibes. The fan base here resides on vibes. Vibes get you so far. It's cool. I think the Phillies took it too far. Like this is 
We don't want to mess with this. It's going, it feels good. That's why Alec Bohm's sitting clean up in the NLCS because it feels good. I don't think you win a World Series on feels good. I think you win a World Series on smarts and getting the right players and assembling the best possible team. So if that means Castellanos is traded, see it. I mean, he's been a, a decent player here when you had the two years together, but not great. I mean, his first year was a disaster, and last year above average, and he got them through a lot of the season. But I don't think he's a high-level player. I think he's a, he's a pretty good offensive player, good offensive player, and we know what he is in the outfits. So I'm very willing to move on from Nick Castellanos in a trade to try to make this team better. I like Aaron Nola, and if you tell me right now, Joe, as soon as you're done recording the podcast, Nola's back on a four-year deal for, I don't know, $120 million, I'm in. Cool. And he's a good pitcher, and he's been a Philly for a long time. He's durable. He does a lot of things well, and his, his good is very good. But if that number is seven years at $200 million, and the Phillies could, you know, instead use the money to, I don't know, sign Sonny Gray and Josh Hader come to, to, for that combined amount of do- dollars or maybe even less, that makes them a better baseball team. You know, if they, you know, I like Reese Hoskins. I, you know, I, I game to appreciate him more in the year he wasn't here. But if they could use <clears throat> the flexibility without Reese Hoskins and without Nick Castellanos in the lineup and that money, right, that's about 40 million bucks, I would think about 38 or 40 million bucks for next year on those two guys. If you had, you know, given a, a, a you know, one year deal to, to Hoskins and obviously Castellanos on the books for a 20 a year, if that gets you Mike Trout in a trade, you know, if that's if that clears some money for Mike Trout in a trade, I'm I'm in. If it clears money for, I mean, Soto's probably going to make about thirty in his last year of arbitration eligibility. I'm in. So this is about making the team the best it could be. The vibes thing is cool. It makes everyone feel good. Everyone could sing a, a song when they're winning games in in October. But ultimately, what has it led to? It's led to two really fun playoff runs, but not a championship. This this franchise, I feel like now. You know, three or four years ago, it was baby steps. It was just like, let's just have a winning record. Let's make the playoffs. They, they've moved past that. I mean, they've graduated to now the objective with Bryce Harper here, you know, at least for the next, you know, three to five years. I don't know how Bryce is going to last into his late 30s and maybe longer if he gets a contract extension, which I'm sure we'll talk about on WIP Daily and, this, and WIP, you know, a lot this offseason. I don't know how much longer he's going to be an otherworldly player, but I do expect it for the next – you know, three, maybe four to five years where he's going to put up pretty significant numbers and be one of the five to seven best hitters in the sport. So as long as they have that, they got to go for it and they have to try to win a World Series. And I am open and I think the Phillies should be open to shaking things up. Tucker, what do you think here? It seems like the the first few days of this offseason with the Phillies, a lot out there that tends to make you think they are willing to not bring the band back together and shake this thing up in a big way. Yeah, it certainly seems that way, right? And I, I thought yesterday, just flat out coming out and saying Bryce Harper's playing first base and saying goodbye to Reese Hoskins. And you mentioned Howard <clears throat> mentioning, you know, Aaron Nola probably not being back. And I think it's interesting that a lot of people really before the Castellanos sermon this morning focused on them fixing the pitching staff and adding to the pitching staff and fixing the bullpen and adding depth to the rotation I think the thing that really cost them in the playoffs the last two years was their starting lineup, right? Was their hitting. They lost to Arizona because they couldn't hit in the desert because the bats fell apart in game six and seven. They lost two years ago in the World Series to Houston because they got no hit in game five or game four. And everything kind of fell apart after that in the following two games. And, you know, the Cassie Otto's room, right, I just think it's really interesting because you 
you mentioned the vibes. Like, it feels like he's a part of this core and that he's a part of this team. And even though he struggled in the NLCS this year and the NLCS in the World Series last year, he was a big reason why they beat the Braves these last two years. Like, he led the team in RBIs in the NLDS in 2022. A lot of people don't remember that because of how the season ended, but he was just as good that a series as he was this year uh, against the Braves. So if Dave Dombrowski is willing to move on from him, I, I find it really intriguing because not only are you maybe getting someone more consistent, but who are you getting? Because if Bryce Harper's playing first base and Nick Castellanos isn't in right field, you have two outfield spots now. Like I don't think you're going to run back with both Brandon Marsh and Johan Rojas as everyday outfielders in, in center and left. So I think there's a world where they platoon in center and you have two corner outfield spots open for two power hitting bats or two guys who can be more consistent on a day-to-day basis than Castellanos has been throughout his Phillies career. I agree. And so the two names, I mean, I brought up mega names that would cost a lot in terms of, of trade. Uh, Mike Trout, and that's the one I think is going to hook people, no pun intended, the most because he at one point was the best player in baseball. Injuries have have hit him significantly the last couple of years. He's still, I mean, he's still a super player. I mean, look, even in his diminished state the last couple of years, it's better than 90% of players in baseball. And it, I mean, obviously it's the hook to where he's, he, he's here. It's, it, he's from here. He's sitting at Eagles games with you. I mean, like, like that, it's Mike Trout. And, you know, you go back to when Bryce Harper signed here and he threw his name out there. Now he was referencing the upcoming free agency for Trout, I guess in 2020, which never happened because he signed the big deal with the Angels. But he's, he basically said when he signed here for the lower average annual value that he wanted to recruit players here, including Mike Trout. So like that's going to be there for us to debate about. Juan Soto is my is probably my favorite hitter in the game. You know, I mean, I, I just love his approach at the plate. And the Padres might be bankrupt because they've just spent ridiculous money the last couple of years. And if he's not going to resign, I think he'll go to free agency a year from now. I could see them saying, screw it, we got to move him. And everyone will be on him. The Cubs, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Phillies should be as well. One other name, and this one would be easy, more easily attainable, and that's Cody Bellinger, a guy we talked about on this show last year during the trade deadline. The Cubs obviously held on to him. But I, I think Bellinger is a great fit for the Phillies. He, he, I, you know, you look back early in his career and say, hey, he swings and misses a lot. He just he's another Castellanos. He's changed. He really has. He he resurrected himself. And last year, his strikeout rate was very low. I mean, that would be one of the lowest on the Phillies, probably alongside, you know, a guy like Stott. He does not swing and miss a lot. He grinds. He walks. Obviously, power. And he's a great defensive player. He could play first base, which obviously Bryce will now. Or he could play, I think you could put him in right or left and he could win a gold glove. So he played center, you know, a lot of his time in the major league. So that's another name to, to think about. So th- this is, I, I like this. I like that the Phillies are willing to say, okay, we're good. We're not good enough though. And how do we get there? And if that means goodbye to Aaron Nola to give us more money on, let's say, Sonny Gray and Josh Hader or however they want to do it. Or it means, hey, Castellanos and, and, and Reese, we appreciate you. But what's best for our team is Bryce at first base and us going to get a star on the outfield. That that makes me intrigued. I think it's the right thing for the Phillies to be willing to shake up the vibes and shake up the core and go put the right pieces together to be better in 2024. Appreciate everyone watching, subscribing, and, of course, listening to WIP Daily. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks again for watching.